can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Man, fired up to do this podcast. If that speech didn't get you going, I don't know what does. I just almost pounded my fist through the table. You know, it's like it's one of the most inspirational speeches of any movie of all time. We should just play the speech on a loop and just have that for 40 minutes instead of us talking. I want to wish everybody around the world, not just Americans, (laughs) not just us in the U.S. of A., a happy Independence Day. Because now we're free from the aliens, thanks to President Thomas J. Whitmore. Happy Independence Day, France. Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 39. We're going to be talking about Independence Day today. If you're looking for us on the website, if you're looking for our website, it's thelastrowpodcast.com. Well, we're not in the website. If you're, <laughs> we're not physically in the website. We're not, uh, you might not I be. won't be there. I'm not Tron. I'm there. <laughs> thelastrowpodcast.com, on Twitter at thelastrowpod, Facebook, Google+, Instagram, Google Play Music, subscribe there, and most importantly, iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Thank you to everybody that's left us one so far. Happy to be here talking about one of the greatest movies of all time, Bad Way. You're, you're not a dad yet. I had to throw a dad joke yeah, in. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, pra- I'm practicing my dad jokes. I wasn't Drew, sure we'd be here this week. Drew's still not a father. I wasn't sure. thought he was going to be a father by now. I wasn't, now. I wasn't sure we'd be here this week. Yeah. Maybe we won't be here next week. We'll see. Well, we'll be here for, for weeks to come because, thankfully, Will Smith defeated the aliens. Right. Independence Day. What we're doing with this web episode is we're going to talk mainly about the old Independence Day, ID4 from 1996. But we also just recently watched the new one, ID4, ID4 colon Resurgence. So the second half, and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we're getting all spoilery on you there. Uh, we're going to talk about the second one as well, the back half, maybe the last 20 minutes or so. But we're really going to talk about the world of everybody's seen this movie a million times. So we're going to talk about the characters, about some of their motivations, and maybe some of the extracurriculars that you hadn't thought of while watching this movie. It is required viewing yeah. in my household on Independence Day. Every Independence Day, on or around. Every sure. year since 1997. You got a cookout going, just have it on in a loop in the background. I'm know. surprised, you know how they do a Christmas story on like TNT? Yeah. Does any channel put this on 24-7? See, they don't because like usually, usually it's hard to find and you have to like buy it. You have, yeah. to, you have to buy the rental, right? See, I know it's on HBO Go right now, and yeah. that's how I re- rewatched it. Watch them delete it on, Ju- on July 3rd. If they do that, we need to take the fight to yeah. them because it's like you can't find it on Netflix. You usually have to like rent it from Google or whatever or, or Amazon, whatever. But anyways, so Independence Day, if you haven't seen this movie, you live it under a rock, whatever. Made in 1996, Metacritic 59%, IMDb 6.9%. I thought it would be higher. 
Um, in the epic adventure film Independence Day, strange phenomena surface around the globe. The skies ignite. Terror races the world's major cities. As these extraordinary events unfold, it becomes increasingly clear that a force of incredible magnitude has arrived. Its mission, total annihilation over the 4th of July weekend. Why, why pick the 4th of July? Do you think it was, like, tactical? I See, I don't know if it... it they showed up over, like... I think the first day was July 2nd. Yeah, it, it was, was like, over three it was days. The 4th, 4th of July weekend, you know? Because Hitler was home on on uh, military leave yeah. to celebrate the 4th you know, of July. It's like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Monday off or whatever. I think it was... Do you think they know American history? And they like, scouted, it was tactical, man. But it wasn't just America. It was the world, but forget it. But but no, because America in this movie is the center of the universe. Yeah, Team America. Team America. Yeah. So, the last hope to stop destruction is an unlucky group of people united by fate and unimaginable circumstances. Let me say something about the synopsis. It's very ambiguous. It's not very specific yeah. in any way. And I don't remember the hype that was the hype of this movie. Did it have hype at the time? I was in yeah, like I'm sixth sure it did. grade or something. Yeah, it did. I can't remember. I just remember the toys. It definitely did. I remember the it toys with the floppy disk, the ID4 <laughs> floppy disk that you could put in your computer oh. and download a file. Oh, those movie tie-in toys. You gotta love them. But I don't remember the hype that this had. I mean, I think it was a big summer no, blockbuster. it had major hype. And then it came out on the 4th of July. It was this huge deal. I saw it in Ocean City uh, when I was on vacation with my cousin. It was a great movie then. Rewatched it this past weekend. Great movie still. Uh, you, you could argue if it's a good movie, but it's still it's it's so fun to watch that it's as far as disaster movies goes, this is like the cream of the crop for me. And I also feel that the effects of it hold up very well. As, yeah, well, there's a couple scenes like when the dogs run in and you know, the, the dogs leap and the fire's coming through. I mean, that's just ridiculous Kinda in weak. general. But I like the I like the blue like light of the of the alien shots. Like that's not that's pretty cool. I mean, we can compare them to other aliens, and I think we're gonna do that. But I just thought the way the overall weightiness of it just ships around the world over every major city. It's, yeah. It had a lot of weight to it. It was a very heavy movie for yeah, a blockbuster. Like the shadowy figures coming through, like they really slow played the aliens. Yes, it took like forty five minutes or so for the aliens to actually like show up. Yeah, I think they did well with that. Like, so let's jump into the topic, right? With the aliens, like, where did they come from? Do, do we know anything about them at the beginning of the movie? What do you know about them? Right, well, like nothing. And that's like that's part of like the that's that's part of the weight of the movie is like you don't just like the characters like what's going on here where are these what do they want are they peaceful what's going on I thought the humans were a little ballsy to think that they were just gonna fly a ship up there and <laughs> flash a few lights at them yeah and they're like oh a welcome wagon get up there well that's our nature you know, know right? they like try to welcome them we don't want to start a war that maybe they didn't want to start yeah I mean I agree with that yeah. but at the same time it was pretty pretty epic but once you shoot that guy down it's game on i know right yeah but the humans i mean humans are always ballsy in all these kinds of movies the aliens in this they were very ominous they didn't show them until like like you said like halfway through the movie yeah you didn't see them until hiller shot the the one plane down right that was about it i think uh yeah as far as seeing an actual like bodied alien aside from the the ships right yeah where do they rank in terms of other aliens and other movies? So think about like some of the other movies, and it, you may have seen them. Maybe maybe a movie where you didn't see the alien. Like what yeah. what movies do you recall that that these things kind of either go toe to toe with, or they beat yeah. them out? Alien invasion type movies. So yeah, we're, like what we're, are so your we're looking at signs is is one where it's kind of lame. They're afraid of water, but it turns out it's pretty pretty. Mel weak. Gibson beats them right. Of course he beats them. Pretty weak. Yeah. Um. They show it. They barely show it at the end, and it's like it's just some dude in a gray suit. It's whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, not very, not very menacing, right? War of the Worlds, very menacing with Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, not I don't the know if they really, one. they don't really show the aliens. They just they have they have a lot of devices and pods stuff like that. But it's like they're 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 just sauteing humans. There's blood everywhere. Pretty pretty crazy, pretty scary, pretty nasty. But a lot of that movie is like from the perspective of of Tom Cruise and his family, where um they're scared and they're on the run kind of, and his daughter's very annoying in it. <laughs> Mars attacks. <laughs> I mean, they came up and they tried to show up peacefully, right? Yeah. And another another movie that had great toys. You know, oh, yeah. we was talking about the toys on this show, yeah. but they had some pretty cool toys. Yeah. But they came up and they looked peaceful, right? Even yeah. though they looked menacing as yeah. hell. They President, had like President Jack Nicholson, you know, they rolled out the red carpet literally yeah. for the alien. David Duchovny. Yeah. So they they were like communicating with him. I don't know if it was um they 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 did they like invent some kind of translation device. Yeah, and, and the, the, they thought the alien was saying "We come in peace, we come in peace" or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, and they ended up shooting everybody. What about um like alien or and and I, maybe this is the conversation, right? So it was the alien from Alien, right? Really, Scott yeah. Alien wasn't invading the Earth. Yeah, but what about like? the intelligence of these aliens versus that alien. Like I look at that one more as like a bruiser, something that's yeah. just, I just wants to kill you. Right. Like these it, guys are trying to take over your planet and steal your, your right. basically your resources. Yeah. I would go alien or predator just because that's like alien kind of happens in space and predator. It's only attack at Arnold and yeah. Danny Glover. So and it's just trying to like yeah. fight somebody like yeah. most dangerous game type right. stuff. And then uh, of course, like got to go space jam, right? I mean, they're just trying to play basketball. They're trying to challenge you, know I mean? you to a game of basketball for the for the world, right? See, that's a little bit more like honorable because at least it's a game that everybody you got a chance at it. I know they kind of cheated, right? They yeah, but, stole, but but they but they let Michael Jordan play though. That's like that's good sportsmanship, right? They, they right. could have said no, he's not a dude, he's not allowed to play. That's like oh, you know, instead of a war, let's have a chess match, right? Yeah. Like they played a game, like let's it's a gentlemanly, yeah. it was a gentlemanly fight. It's like fighting, but it's like fighting Satan though. It's like Satan will challenge, like to go to hell. It's like or not. You challenge it for your soul, but he rigs the game. Yeah. They basically rigged the game. I, they did, but it, they still had a chance, right? And Michael well, Jordan... They would have lost had not been for Bill Murray, though. So That's true. Sleeve. This is true. And so, now upcoming with LeBron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So getting back to it, I still think... I'm going to go War of the Worlds aliens were more menacing than this. I don't know. You might call me crazy on this, but... It's a simple fact that these deaths in these movies are, like, instantaneous, Right. The, the the civilians are getting attacked with like laser beams and rockets and or what you know like like brimstone and fire right? right whereas war of the worlds they were being like harvested they were being personally scooped up into these little like pouches that's and true. like sauteed you know but so see, that's that's more scary to me it is more scary but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with these aliens yeah. only because they flew a ship over basically the the most important landmark yeah. of the major city <laughs> and like people like alex from say by the bell the college yeah. years yep. is up there just with her sign Woo! like Woo! welcome we, aliens yeah welcome we come in peace and she's yeah. she's up there trying to welcome these aliens and it's like the blue thing opens up and it just destroys everything looks beautiful it's almost like a big fu to the world like right. to the city like oh yeah you like this building bam gone yeah oh yeah the white house looks cool bam we got yeah. that too this blue light you you think it looks yeah. pretty Oh yeah, it's your destruction. So they had to the aliens had to study like uh populations or like they knew that New York City, the White House is a big deal. So they had to have like a map or something, a history book or something. That's my next question yeah. to you, right? So we find out later in the movie, we're just gonna skip all over the place in this, like you said. If you haven't seen this, you know you probably plot. aren't listening. Yeah. yeah. But we found out that, you know, back in the nineteen fifties, one of these spacecrafts crashed. It was in Roswell, New Mexico. And, you know, my question to you is were they visiting the Earth? Yeah. To scope it out. 
Uh-huh. What were they doing? Were they were they probing people like Randy Quaid yeah. sexually? Sure. To find out our weaknesses. Yeah, maybe maybe they, they come down there, you know, steal a globe or something, you know, try to figure out what's going on. Maybe it got a little too close one time and it got shot down or it crashed. But yeah, I think it, there, maybe there was a scout team. All of them made it out except for the one, which uh, they happened to be in, uh, recovered by Dr. Oaken and such. Dr. Oaken, yeah. the greatest character of all time. <laughs> we find out they have some type of CD drive or something at some point in the well, movie. A USB disc, port, yeah. zip yeah. drive, whatever. Yeah. They got to get a computer virus up. But let's talk a little bit about their technology. In a land party. <laughs> they've, got, they've got like lasers. They've got clearly like super advanced spaceships. Uh, and they've the got force these, field technology. Yeah, and they've got these bio suits. Yeah, that are basically like like mech suits that cover them. Love the bio suits. Great twist on the alien piece. Yeah, so it's like the suit looks almost like uh, vulnerable itself. It's right. not like a mecha suit in a way. I like that the suit itself also looks like a more menacing version of the alien. Yes, the aliens are kind of cute. Really, like the real yeah, ones. Yeah, they kind of are. Yeah, they look like little old men. They got like little like you know gla- glassy eyes. They look kind of cute. I, I like I like the look of the alien. Like if you compare it to aliens in other movies, I think yep. they did a pretty damn good job of making them look cool and making yeah. them look scary as hell at the same time. Well, the, it's funny the exoskeleton or the 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 shield of the alien kind of looks like almost a cross between alien and predator. Yes, it does. We got the dreads in the back, and he got the I don't know like the like sloped face in the front kind of deal. Got claws and such for aliens, but it's kind of like buff, like a predator, and it kind of flails all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, and then the little alien inside looks kind of like a little green man, but he has like a like a sloped head and yeah, they're purple. I think it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. cool looking, and I like the glass eyes too. I think yeah. from an overall look standpoint, these are some of the more badass looking aliens yeah. in in movies yeah. you know of the past. I would say like twenty to thirty years, but they're clearly a threat. And so who are you gonna call? Yeah, who are you gonna call <laughs> to fix call? to fix the fix the shit? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> we gotta get this shit fixed. I think you gotta call. One only, David Jeff Goldblum. Ruxin's dad. Ruxin's dad. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, oh, we're going to oh, fix the world. Oh. No, I well, mean. Well, I, I guess he's alien show. We got to fix the world. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is this, like, unexpected hero. The cable repairman, as his yeah. dad would call him. <laughs> the cable repairman with an MIT degree. He's, wor- he's working at a TV station. And, you know, he's uh, a tree hugger, like, environmental advocate. Total hippie. Yeah. You know, he's yelling at people putting plastic and, you know, recyclables yeah. in the trash. Don't put the metal can in the paper slot, all right? Like, that's the kind of guy this guy is. And one of my favorite jokes about that aspect of it was right. then, like, when he was drunk in the end, he was going on this whole drunken rant about how <laughs> we got to pollute the atmosphere, we got to destroy the planet so they don't want it anymore. <laughs> they don't want it anymore. <laughs> like, let's yeah. let's smoke up the air, let's yeah. let's destroy the ozone so Bottle they don't want Bottle of tequila it. in his hand. <laughs> no, I mean, so he's working at a TV station... He's got this estranged wife that works at the White House. I don't like that term. Estranged. Estranged. We, we've talked about that on this yeah. show before. Was he estranged or was she estranged? I don't know. She estranged him. or He, estra- he, he estranged himself from the situation. Yeah, he's the estranger yeah. and she's the estrangee. <laughs> but clearly he's not over her. Yeah. You know, he's so still the, into still her. Still wear the ring. The, the threat comes up. He finds out what's going on. He deciphers this, this signal. You know, let's oh, talk yeah. a little bit about this guy. Just, just in general. because. Don't want to do a plot by plot. How the hell does he decipher the signal? He's got like a, a an iBook. It was a Val Kilmer Batman Forever situation a little bit, right? It was. Yeah. He he Clock, figured out chess piece. Yeah. It's a signal. Pawn. Chess pawn. <laughs> yeah. E Nigma. Enigma. <laughs> Edward Nigma. So what did he do? Was it some kind of like um 
it was it was it was kind of a Morse code ish. Yeah, he used some computer program yeah. to like basically look for the hidden hidden message in the, in this electronic signal that that SETI picked up. Yeah, they thought, oh, they're contacting us. It's it's the aliens. They're here. They're they're calling. They're phoning home. Yeah. And it was basically this coordinated countdown, countdown to basically is, blowing yeah. the crap up. I find it interesting that they like also would use like uh like some kind of counting system, the, the yes. aliens. Now maybe that's our primitive way to like interpret what they were using, but like the, for them to attack at zero, it's like, do you think aliens use time the same way that we use time? I mean, that's a very good philosophical question. Yeah. And I don't know if you have the answer. Maybe it's rhetorical. I'm not putting on the spot here. No, I think I think it's a good thing to debate. I mean, yeah. I don't think I could answer it because yeah. I'd have to like get you're not, abducted. You're not Jeff Goldblum. That's what I mean. Like, no, but he. I mean, clearly he's a smart dude. Yeah. But he just happens to work at this TV station. I don't know what he's doing there. He seems like he kind of like settled for his his job or something. And his dad, him, and him don't really have a good relationship. His wife and him broke up. He he thought he was ha- she was having an affair with the president, which she yeah. may or may not have had. Uh-huh. He punched the president at one point, right? We find out later in the <laughs> That's movie. That's a great thing to have on your docket. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, by the way, I punched the president one time. But it said it was before he was the before president. Before he was he president, yeah. No, but like, I saw some article recently, which I just, you know, I have watched this every year, but you do forget between the times that you watch the yeah. way he looked, because I watched Jurassic Park recently too, the first one. It was yeah. like 94, I think it was. And they talked about like how Jeff Goldblum was like so hyper-sexualized in this movie. And he was. He had, like, the, the choker necklace. He yeah. had, like, the chest hair coming out. The Ch- shirt was open. The shirt was open. The wife beater showing. And it's yeah. like, yeah, he, he definitely worked on his pecs for this movie. Yes. You could tell. Like, he was, he's like, the out. sex symbol. You yeah. know what I mean? He's pecked out. You know, and without getting weird, I would say that he almost has, like, you know how people get mad? Like, people, sometimes they say, oh, certain people age better than others. Yeah. He almost looks, like, like more cool now yeah. than he did back then. He's got a good style. He does. He's got the hair, uh, admit. the glasses, the salt and pepper hair. Gotta give it to him, right? He clearly looks like a cool guy. Yeah. He's, he's, it, See, time he, has been kind to him. Yeah, he looks like a big geek at Jurassic Park, really. Yes, he yeah. does. Even though he's supposed to be cooler in that. Yeah, and he's supposed to be a big geek at Independence Day, and he's like this buffed out dude, right? Yeah. But I, I thought he was a cool character, and him and his dad were, had yeah. this like weird relationship. His dad was like <laughs> the comic relief for yeah. that relationship. Oh, yeah. They tag along, wind up actually hanging out on Air Force One. Some would say he'd be a, he's a little stereotypical. Yes, and you could argue that, but I think it's funny. I think it's a good. That's a good. That's it a was good thing. it was a good a good way. So yeah. as we continue to introduce some of the characters, let's jump to the guy who he punched in the face, <laughs> President Thomas J. Whitmore. <laughs> now, after you heard that just incredibly inspirational speech, yeah, how do you feel about this guy? Well, that's that's the thing, because we got to go back in time, because that's the after, right? Everybody loves that Whitmore. But what about President Whitmore pre-ID4 attack, like right? It, Democratic or Republican candidate? Yeah, we're not sure which side he lives on. There were hints, like, uh, not just hints, there were obvious clues that his presidency wasn't going so well, was it, Drew? Yeah, no, and, and the other key was Vivica Fox says at one point when he meets his wife, I voted for the other guy. Yeah, right, yeah. So... I don't know how popular of a candidate he was, yeah. but in the beginning, the news was kind of going off about how his policies were, you know, stupid. He looked like an idiot. And then his speech advisor or the speech writer or chief of staff, I'm not sure what her role was, yeah. but she was a, clearly a close advisor to him. Yes. David's wife. Yes. Goldblum's wife was giving him advice and said that basically what he was doing was dumb and it wasn't working. Yeah. You got to go back to what worked. What, what do you think he elected? did? Like, why was he not popular? Was it he... seems like he was hesitant to make decisions. That was kind of like his thing. Right. And maybe that's what was rubbing people the wrong way. And, but here's what I want to go back to the timeline of. So he is, was like a 
he was a fighter pilot at the Gulf War, right? The Gulf War was in the 90s, 1991. Yeah. So this year is 1996. So five years removed from him in the cockpit of a plane, he's the president. Well, like, how did he get from point A to point B in just a five-year span? And there's clearly an age limit on the president, right? You have to be above a certain age to be elected. So he was either an older fighter pilot, which could be possible. Right. Or... I don't know, though. He's just, I don't know. If if you know, call us, let us know. uh, Tweet us, hit us up. Are you flying fighter fighter planes at 30, 31, 32 years old? Because he has to at at least be 36 or 38. What is, or is it 42? See, I this is this is where we show how dumb we are because yeah. I, I should know this. Actually, what's the youngest a president could be? I think it's like between the ages of 36 and 42. It's, this it's is 35 maybe. For our Independence Day episode, we don't yeah. clearly know. Well, what I don't, who, who researches that? Like we're not in high school anymore, right? That, <laughs> I learned that shit like 20 years ago, all right? I know. I know. So we're bad Americans yeah. here. Back when this movie came out, I learned that shit in middle school. So No, you're right. I mean So he's gotta be we'll say say he has to be at least thirty five, which I think that's the answer. Thirty five. So yes. is he in the cockpit of that plane at thirty, or isn't that like your military career is kinda over by then? I mean, I guess if you're really skilled and if you're really the best, they might say, Hey, we need this guy. We've no, got to we've got to no, get yeah, him. Yeah, but you would be like you would be like upgraded to general or something, or you'd be tactical. You May- wouldn't be out there in the shit. Maybe he didn't earn it. Maybe you he know, it. maybe but he was. He had to have earned it because he became president. Maybe he did. So, I don't know what he did. Yeah. But he, he clearly he did something uh-huh. to get elected. Or maybe he wasn't like, I don't know what his platform was. I don't know, man. He must have been wild. It was probably a Trump situation for yeah. him to get as far as he got. Like maybe it was just he said some some cool yeah. stuff Caught and he got elected. Like who was the president before him? Was he unpopular and yeah. he just who got he elected? Lose to? Who, who did he beat? I mean, clearly this guy, you know, you talk about good like peaceful presidents and then good yeah. wartime presidents, you know, like, like certain guys are like well, general, like Eisenhower and all this stuff. Like these guys had yeah. what it took. And and people, I, I've, I've talked to older people who were like totally for that. I believe that the president should have been in the military and this and that. And a right. lot of them were in the past uh, up until you know, recent, more recent years. Because they got the leadership, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you exactly how this guy got elected. And I'm just thinking of it now as we go. He's such like... He's such a nice guy, right? Right. He's got everything going for him. He's a military man. Good family he's man. Good family man. Stands up for what's right. He probably said all the right things, and bam, he's in the pre- he's in the White House. Do you think that he was having an affair with Jeff Goldblum's wife? Yes. So you think, even <laughs> though they denied it, their chemistry is a little too good, you know? And the, the, and the first lady's off doing who knows what, yeah. you know? So it was a little bit more like he who denied it supplied it. You know? I, I trust Jeff Goldblum's instincts here, his character in this movie. If he can decipher an alien signal, yeah, using you know a MacBook, exactly, you know with a zip drive, he could clearly he, he can find out whether he, was he, he he works at the cable company. Yeah. Was he tapping her phone line? Hey, hey, hey! There you go. See, you know? he, he could decipher sexual tension if he could decipher alien codes. <laughs> he, he could do that. It might be an alien yeah. code to him, you know? So I totally believe it, which is neither here nor there towards the plot, but it, it, I think it further justifies Goldblum's character, which I believe to be true. I, I believe that they were also having an affair. Now, it doesn't or, matter to me. No, I'll, 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 let me. Let me rephrase this. They're not having an affair. They had sex one time. Yeah, like it was kind it of was like a heat of the one moment time. Thing. They yeah. were in the Oval Office going over a, a speech... And things happened. But it was it before he got elected or during during the presidency? Like maybe it was, he, it was during his campaign. Yeah. What if what if they didn't have the affair? Or maybe what if they didn't have the affair then when they were accused, but they said, No. Nope. Well, we were accused, we might as well just yeah. go for it anyway. It, he was president elect. It was it was during the campaign. <laughs> he was, he was That's like, what it was. What so speaking of him as a president, 
where does he rank in terms of movie presidents? Ooh. Like, I mean, we heard the speech, right? We talked about the speech a lot. It's clearly one of the most famous movie speeches of all time. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got other movie presidents. You could think of some. I mean, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Like, where does he rank against these guys? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, the speech is like the greatest movie speech of all time up there with Van Damme and Street Fighter. But <laughs> that was, It is up there with yeah, that. But I don't think you could beat it. But speech aside, I mean, a speech does not make a president, right? So he's not the Correct. greatest president in movie history. He was a great leader, though. Yeah. Leader of men. So we got Morgan Freeman, Deep Impact, another disaster situation. What are you going to do? And he also gives a great speech. It's kind of like a, what's going on? What, 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 do you care about what I did? It's, it's too late. doesn't matter. The world's over. Do you that wanna, kind of thing. Do you want to kick me off this podcast if I tell you I've never seen Deep Impact? No, that's fine, because it's not that great a movie. It's okay. I feel like Armageddon <laughs> okay. was... You know when she, the, the, the rule of twos... I, yeah. I chose Armageddon. Yeah, I saw Armageddon too. Yeah. I chose Armageddon over Deep Impact. Who was the president of Armageddon? Was that a major character? Wasn't it Billy Bob or something? No, it was the president. I can't remember. I don't know it's if the president so was long. a major character at Armageddon or not. No, it's it, you know what? It was probably William Devane because he's the president in everything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can't remember. This is like blasphemy. <laughs> like This is how bad we are. We don't know how no. old the president needs to be. I don't know who the president was in Armageddon. We're going to so, get kicked off my own so show So if we're talking about president disasters, uh, obviously the crowd favorite was, it would probably be Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Yeah. I mean, so. he, it wasn't necessarily a disaster movie. It was a disaster that the terrorists See, were on the plane. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I can't remember if he says, get off my effing plane or get off my goddamn plane or He's, what it is. He some, said something, something tough like that. But it he was awesome. the guy off his plane. And the fact that he was just basically a badass fighting. And Harrison Ford is pretty good. Yeah. I still think, I don't think he was a better, actually, I don't think Bill Pullman was a better president, Lone right. Star. I think Harrison Ford was probably a better president. Yeah. But I think, Lone Star's speech was the best. Yeah. What about David Palmer from 24? See, he's not in the movie, but you got to count him. He might very well be our best president in in uh, entertainment history. Like right? television history. Yeah. I mean, what about Jack Nicholson? We talked about Mars Attacks a little bit. He yeah. wasn't really, he yeah, wasn't he, really a huge he role. He was kind of, he acted like Jack Nicholson a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. The president was like, what if Jack Nicholson was president? That's kind of what, what that be. character was. Yeah. That's what it would be. So I'm going to go poor there. So, I always go back to David Palmer was the greatest president who ever lived because he's the only man who listened to Jack Bauer who had a point of authority. Yeah, and I, I mean, he No did one else from, listened. He did it from the beginning, yeah. right? I mean, he was like, you know, you say, hey, I was here with you in the beginning. Yeah. He was there with him in the beginning. Yeah. And if he disagreed with something Jack Bauer had to, like, had to do, like, he had like a damn good reason for it. It wasn't just, oh, you're wild, Jack. Get away from here. He believed in the Dobson override device. Yes. He believed in the <laughs> FB sub circuit board. You know, yeah. he knew about the 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 virus, Ugh. the all these viruses that were going along. He knew about all this stuff, and he knew about Alan Milliken. But even David Palmer had some skeletons in his closet. He did, you he know. Did. I mean, Alan Milliken was yeah. his biggest supporter. He yeah, was, you know, that's for our twenty four friends. But he winds up flying a jet. I mean, that's pretty badass. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to change my mind. I was going to say Harrison Ford was better president. I'm going to say this dude. He stepped up to the plate, he, man. He, he got stepped in the up to F-16. the F-16. Yeah, he stepped to the plate and actually did something at a time of crisis, which is like very commendable, very unrealistic, but very commendable. But I still think you can't like as far as the president goes. Like he showed great leadership there, but I don't know. Maybe I, basically, I'd have to see like his policies after. Yeah, before even before, I'd have to see why people were so were crapping on him beforehand. Yeah. Gotta and, go to the no, no. C-SPAN archives. Even, even during the... I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna argue with you here. Even before the aliens actually struck, but they were they were looming, like he told everyone to stay in your homes, that's where you need to be. Nobody panic. 
and everybody stayed in their homes and they died. But in his defense, such a bad idea. Would he want to cause mass panic? And like, clearly, the the highway system could not support the yeah. traffic. And this is back in '96, like before yep. the population and exploded. He, and he released the nuke. Yeah. Okay, that was he released so, the nuke. I know we're gonna talk a little bit about this guy, but I think maybe we should just talk about him now. Yeah. The freaking Secretary of Defense, <laughs> the guy who had the had the uh, Mercedes that that Greg Fokker drove yeah. back in Meet the Fockers. You know, let's not make it a nightmare. Yeah, that it's guy like, was a nightmare. It's like I want to say his name is that it's not Ed Harris. No, but it looks like Ed Harris. It's not Ed Harris. It's the other guy. I can't remember his yeah, name. R.I.P. The guy actually passed away in 2014. Oh, yeah? the, the actor, good actor. He plays kind of the same character in all these movies. Yeah. That dude wanted to fire a nuke from the day he was a baby. Oh yeah, he loved it. He was like, he couldn't wait to get the nukes out, man. He's like, oh man, there's an alien. We gotta, we gotta yeah, spray all the nukes. But, but sir, it's like we're gonna if we nuke the if if we nuke the aliens, there's gonna be a nuclear fallout of the city for years to come. It's See, gonna be. I blame that guy, like Chernobyl. I blame that guy for why yeah. the president maybe was a little bit on the other side. He was trying to compensate well, for this guy being an idiot. He knew that Whitmore was being a bit of a bitch, right? Like he, Whitmore seemed like he's pussyfooting around a lot of his policies. This guy wanted to make sure that action was being taken. But listen, the second that they tried to fire one missile at the damn thing, and they clearly saw some type of deflector shield, yeah, they should have thought like, you know what? Maybe these guys got one up on us. They they might <laughs> yeah. have they might no. have a, like a one up on us. One of my favorite parts of the movie was like the first missile. Like they show it on the radar and yeah. it hits and they all they all explode in celebration. Listen, talk about premature celebration. That that is like you score a touchdown in football. Your team scores a touchdown, but then you don't see the flag. You know what that's you don't like? See the flag on the that's, field. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go super controversial here. Yeah. That's like people champagneing in baseball. <laughs> you get to the like you you know what. All right, you make the playoffs. Yeah. Go ahead and champagne. I don't care. Uh-huh. You win the first round. It's like, come on, man. You, you premature celebration. It ain't over till it's over. You didn't even. Yeah, yeah you made it one round. The further. ship was fifteen miles wide all the way around. They shot one tiny little missile at it. They thought it was gonna beat it. And that's what I'm saying. And 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 the big guys, you know, Doctor Okens of the world. Yeah, they know like that ain't gonna cut it, man. Of course. Like these guys clearly have superior technology. You need to outsmart them. That's where you need Jeff Goldblum. He's got to uh-huh. get his brain in there. Yeah, he's got to understand what you got to do. And the Secretary of Defense is like, just nuke him, man. We gotta, him. We're gonna get him. We got it. That's our best weapon. You're we are not listening him. to me. And the president's trying to do his best job. Damn it, he's trying to do his best and, and job. The other countries are laughing. Like, look at these Americans. They just nuked it. <laughs> what are they and, doing? <laughs> and like in the beginning of the movie, what is it? Like uh, somebody was like, President, maybe we need to go to DefCon, DefCon yeah. Three, DefCon Three. And he's like, I don't know. We'll think about it. And then what yeah. does he say? He's like, Oh, you heard yeah. him. Go to DefCon Three. Yeah, yeah. The the president goes, Maybe we should go to DefCon Three. And then he goes, Yeah, you heard the president. We're going to DefCon Three. Send out the messages. He's like, hold on, he didn't say that. That guy was so trigger happy. He couldn't wait to be president. How many, how many, how many lines do you, to get to the Secretary well, of Defense to be president? We find out in, in other movies and, and maybe certain other ones here yeah. that some of these types of scenarios come up. He's part of the cabinet, right? So yeah. it would have to, he would be higher in line than is, most Is people. he like third or is he fourth in line it's maybe? Not, I can't remember. See, this is another thing. We don't know yeah, this. It's not a history know question this. that we're not prepared for. You know, well, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like as, as an American on Independence Day, I should know this. Yeah, we have Google in our hands, but screw it. Yeah, I mean, we're... We're doing a show. Well, we we'll just randomly up. say he's fifth in line. Yeah, he's fifth in line. So Let's he's like kind of plot. Like, all right, so the president's the vice president, secretary of state. All right. Yeah, he, maybe <laughs> chief of the house. Was, chief of the house is maybe, third. I think maybe I don't know. Maybe that was his his yeah. plan all along. Yeah, it was like how many people need to die before I can actually get hold of these nukes for myself? Yeah. Like he's like, oh man, that <laughs> pesky speaker of the house, man. Yeah. That pes- no, but I think this dude was definitely trigger happy. Yeah. The president was trying to do his damn best. He was trying to do the best that he could, and this guy's in his ear. And maybe it's his fault for, for basically nominating yeah. this guy, unless that was one of his political mistakes. You know who wasn't trigger happy? Yeah. Or maybe he was. 
Captain Stephen Hiller. Well, he's pretty, he's pretty cool under pressure. One of the coolest dudes in any movie. Clearly an awesome fighter pilot. Well, yeah. Clearly one of the most skilled, basically, soldiers in this whole film. Yeah, this was Will Smith pre-Wild Wild West. It was ba- uh, right after Bad Boys? After, I think after Bad Boys, before Wild Wild West, which he currently like like renounced. Denounced? Denounced? Renounced? Did he really? Denounced? I haven't heard he denounced this. Denounced it. He, so he didn't like it? Well, he, he came out recently and said that, uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Listen, if you want to do that, you got to do that like a few years later. Yeah. You can't wait 20 years. Don't be years. a tough guy and say after the fact. 20 yeah, everybody years. knew it was a bad movie. Just own it. I mean, just great, own it. Great song, though. Great My song. question about Hiller, though, is so we, I mean, the movie opens up. He's basically the only guy that doesn't know aliens have landed on the earth. The last guy to know. Right? Sleeping in bed with Vivica Fox. Not bad. Pretty, pretty good couple there. What's hotter than Vivica Fox? Stripper? Vivica Probably. Fox, right? She, I mean, that's who we got here. Vivica Fox was really beautiful in this and, movie. And there was a scene where she was working. She, if the, you know what she I mean. was very beautiful in this movie. Yeah. She, she had like the nice hair. She yep. just looked really good. I had she, a crush. But the best looking she ever looked in this whole movie was in the morning. Yeah, when, when she, she woke up. When she woke up, she she's she's obviously she has makeup all in the movie, but like that was the best she looked. She I, looked I'm not gonna lie. Back hey, in '96, I had a crush on her. Man. I would like to, you know, I'd like to have wake up to her every morning. It'd be great. <laughs> I had a big crush on her. She could be a stripper. That's fine. I'll judge. My question about that of her line of profession. Yeah. You know, the the president's wife asked her like, well, "So what do you do?" She said, oh, I'm a dancer. She said, oh, ballet? Ballet? She said, like, oh. no, I'm an exotic. Yeah. But the well, question is, Will Smith, right? He seemed to have this wishy-washy feeling about her. Yeah. They seemed like they were good together. I don't wishy-washy. Yeah, because at one point, the guy says, he, show, he shows up the, the ah. ring, and Harry Connick Jr. says to him, I thought you were going to break it off, man. And he's break like, it off? How could you break it off? She, they seem great together. Yeah. Did he know that she was a stripper beforehand, or... Did he date her and then find out after? And he, maybe that's why he was wishy washy. He met her in the strip club, Drew. Like maybe now. on leave one day or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I just how cl- how close is that strip club to that base? Right. It's probably pretty. Probably close. pretty close. She didn't have to drive that far to get back. No. no, no, no. Yeah, but if if he has the rig, he's not about to break it off. I feel like he was talking tough to his buddies, like to Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, he was just I don't know. I, it was weird to me because he was like, I thought you were gonna break it off, man. By the way, super annoyed character. We don't have to talk much about I liked Harry Connick. Him. I, I thought he was very annoying. I liked him. I couldn't wait till he died. <laughs> all right, <laughs> See, I liked him. I liked his voice. I thought he was funny. He was good comic relief. Yeah, screw that guy. No, but anyways. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about Hiller as we go through the plot, but I mean, clearly the guy is awesome. Will Smith, a great role for him. Yeah, I was a little disappointed to see that he wasn't coming back for the new one, which we'll talk about in you know the second half of the episode. But I thought he was great in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, but he, the thing is, like, he he kind of stayed in his lane. He was the star power of the movie, but he didn't do too much. He was just kind of like a strong leader, you know, did what needed to be do, cracked some jokes, and basically kicked a lot of ass in the air with his fighter pilot. One skills. of the things that really worked with it was the fact that gold. You had two separate kind of threads. You had yeah. Goldblum, yeah. and then you had Hiller on the other side. Yep. And then they kind of met at the end. Yeah, that was, per- that was seamlessly created. It was. It was really it was well great, written. It was a great marriage there at the end where they both ended up in the ship together. I think that's why the, the, the movie works so well. And they, they kind of have this relationship together. But I know we're going to talk about him in a little bit. So let's jump to some of the other characters. How about Randy Quaid's... Ooh, Randy what is Quaid. his name? Russell Case? Russell Case. A lot going on here with this character. Th- tell me, like, just what do you think about this guy? So... Guy got abducted by aliens way back when. We don't know how long ago. Maybe they said it. I, I, I lost it. But... I think it was like... 10 years ago they yeah. said nobody believes him right did you believe him no i didn't believe him i still not really sure it happened i mean they didn't have a flashback scene i feel yeah. like it could have done well yeah. with it 
So he's got a grudge against the aliens, obviously, and that manifests itself when he finally gets his redemption story. But he's getting picked on by other dudes. How was your, you like that scene of the diner? Total, total sea bass situation, yeah. you know, from, from Don. Yeah. <laughs> total sea bass so, situation. So he turns into the town drug, which is a bad look for him because his job is to crop dust. I can't hear crop dust and not think of, like, the non-meaning of crop dust. Well, I'm a, I'm a professional crop dust yeah. <laughs> I mean, myself, and I don't fly no plane if you get the drift. I mean, right? I, mean I, I feel like I can't hear that and not think of yeah. the other way. <laughs> like, he is literally a professional crop duster. Yeah. He gets paid to crop dust. Uh, so, it's kind of a problem if you're a drunk and a, and a pilot. So, let me ask you this. Can you successfully do that job while drunk? I think hell no. You would think not, but maybe it's like muscle memory. See, obviously it's no very way. obviously it's very dangerous to drink and drive, and we don't condone that because there's a lot of drivers on the road. People are walking back and forth across the street day or night. But when you're in that plane, you're flying low. There's no traffic over there. Yeah, but there. what if you hit a house or something? You're not gonna hit a house. Maybe I, you will hit a I house. I mean, he, actually. he almost hit that guy's house. He did almost hit that guy's house. I mean, <laughs> it's a little less harmless, is what I, I'm saying. I don't know, man. You gotta. I mean, I guess there's nobody else in the I'm plane. I'm not trying with to you. be a, a drug flyer apologist, and Dr- no, and no pilot flying a 757 should be drinking on the job. Was it? What's that movie with Denzel Washington? Oh, where, yeah. What is it called? Flight? Flight, and he's like a drunk pilot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. I, this dude clearly has a problem, and I don't know if he was a drunk before he was abducted or after he I was abducted. I don't think so. I think he, the aliens made him, or the, the, the minute he thought he got abducted, which he didn't, he so, became a drunk. So you're saying that it's easier to fly a plane drunk? Like, you could do that, you're I saying? think so. So you think he could fly? Like he, he cropped us at the wrong field. Well, yeah. He doesn't know where he's at, but he know he knows he's in a plane. So you're like he could get in the air, yeah. but, but he, that's good enough. Internally, he knows where he is, just not externally. You know? How does he land though? Like that's that's the tough listen, part. That's I the was in part. a plane, but I, so a friend of mine took me up in, in a, like a Cessna. It was like yeah. a two seater, and like one of the only people I would trust my life with, you yeah. know, that would fly me in this thing. And coming down is like I knew he had it handled. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was like a little yeah. nervous. You know well, what I mean? We should have prepared by asking him, hey, man, if you had a couple of drinks, you, do you think you could do this? I'm pretty sure that like <laughs> it is literally illegal to even have a sip of alcohol. Well, of course it is. I mean, I'm not saying it should be done, but <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's, in, done? he's in New Mexico or wherever the hell they are, Arizona. So there's nobody out there. Uh, yeah, because he was like he was out. It was Nevada, I guess, because they were yeah, near yeah. Area 51. Yeah, right. I don't know. I like the character. Thought it was kind of a cool twist. I thought it was funny how his friends were basically like calling him out on TV once the, the stuff yeah. started going down. It's like, oh, yeah, like we knew him. They, they weren't for his friend at all. Yeah. And they basically pretended to be his friend just to embarrass him on TV to say that the aliens did sexual experiments on him. All right. So let me let me ask you this now. This phenomenon of the alien probe and the sexual, yes. the sexual molestation of humans by aliens, that's like a folklore thing. Do you have any belief in that? Listen, I don't know if I want to believe it or not believe it because I don't want it to like happen to Why me. Why would they do it? Like what, is that, what do they gain from that? From what I up the butthole. From, from what they show on TV, it's not so much the, the the anal probe. I think the anal probe is the South Park joke. Yeah, but they are really like they do these experiments to see about how humans reproduce because they're studying yeah. anatomy. So they'd go up, they go up the they go up the dill hole, right? Would I get they, whatever <laughs> some hole. I don't know what it is, but they they're you doing think they something. Would rather you know. That's what I mean, and it's like it's just a weird thing. What's that movie with um, um what's her name from Resident Evil? Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Fourth Kind. I never saw that, but you know, it's up there kind of with possession movies. Like Dude, there's that, a section of movies that I just don't really that, want to watch. That movie was like kind of lame, but I stuck with it. The last scene where she's like possessed and they have like video See, of it. 
That was a freaky ass. I can't scene. do it, man. That was rough. I can't do it. See, I can watch any type of gory movie. I can watch any type of like slasher. Yeah. Talk about alien possession and like spiritual stuff. That is not for I'll me. I'll tell you what. Um, uh, a '90s movie, Fire in the Sky. Never saw it, dude. There's an abduction scene where they get the guy in. It's like a dream sequence. It's almost. I think it's a flashback. I can't remember. But like they're like stuffing tubes down his throat. It's like very graphic. See, I can't. It's very disturbing. That. Very I told disturbing. you about that movie when I was a kid. I saw about yeah. them basically resurrecting a caveman yeah. from ice. That freaked the hell out of me. And I can't I can't watch the alien abduction. So man. as alien as we could get is this movie Independence Day yeah. for you. I mean, I like the aliens. So anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about with him just on the topic of him is his family. He's got this basically RV that he lives in. Doesn't yeah. seem to have a good relationship with his kids. They don't, the mother's not around. Doesn't seem like it. The daughter was the daughter from the uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And who was trying to basically take advantage? You know what? I see this movie probably, I don't know, a dozen times, maybe more in my life. I watched it this weekend and it hit me. That's that's Ronnie Lips Water. Ronnie Lips Water. Ronnie Lips Water, baby. Joey Donner. If you remember from our 10 Things I Hate About You episode, or if you at all are a Boy Meets World fan, you know who Ronnie Lips Waterman is. Your lips, <laughs> they're in danger. And in true Ronnie Lips Waterman fashion, Trying to get with the guy's daughter because it's the end of the world. And come on, babe, we got to get laid. What does he say to her? He said something like, don't you want to lose your virginity? Yeah. You might not be alive tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, dude. It's a great line. Scumbag move. It's a great line. Total scumbag He was move. right, by the way. It, I mean, the, the world, world was pretty much over. Yeah, but come on. It's scumbag move. <laughs> who the hell is this guy? Oh, right? Man. His other kids, the guy from Donnie Darko. Yeah. And the other kid who the winds bunny. up becoming the sheriff from Cabin Fever. The <laughs> Hey, man, the party man. Like that guy. So many random characters Winston. that no one who was listening See, knows about. Ronnie Lips Waterman and the party man from Cabin I wanna Fever. So, I want to tell you something. And the buddy from Donnie Darko. I want to tell you something about me. One yeah. thing, I, I'm not proud about a lot of things. Yeah. One thing I am proud of is I have this like weird skill, and you can back me up on this, yeah. where I'll be like, that's the guy from that thing. You can place that guy in that thing. And it's like... We should make a game, that guy in that thing. That That's a good a game, game, that guy in that, that thing. Yeah. But I'm, I always feel like I can pride myself on being you do a good job. the person who says, hey, that's that guy from that thing. So, and this is that guy, and I so said it to you. Let me, let me, let's put this to the test. Please, on Twitter, hit us up, the Last Row Pod, at The Last Row Pod. If you care at all about Ronnie Lips Waterman, the party guy from Cabin Fever, or the buddy from Donnie Darko, please let, let Drew us, know. Let me know. Listen, I need to. I, need I some, love it. I want to know if you guys love it. I need it. somebody to back me up on that guy from that thing. Because I feel like I say it a lot, and people are like, what are you talking about? What, what, is, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. So there's only one more character left to discuss, and he is the character to most Independence Day fans. And that's Dr. Brackish Oaken, correct? I never knew his first name until I saw the new Yeah, because like, they don't, they don't the really preview. say it until the second one. It's just love Dr. Oaken. Yeah. It was, you he's, know, he's, no, he's not a love doctor. You love the Dr. love doctor, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Oaken. Maybe he's doing some alien love. I'm pretty sure he sexually molested some of the aliens. Like, you know, they, they say that they perform experiments on us. Yeah. Clearly, he was performing experiments on them. Yeah, you know how you know how Winston told Egon, it's always the quiet ones. Dr. Oaken. He, yeah, it's always the quiet ones. Dr. Oaken, one of my favorite characters of any movie. Just he's a great character. It's the fact that it's like the guy who plays Data from Star Trek. Yeah, it's you know he's got the long white hair. He says to the president, "They don't let us out much." <laughs> he's all frazzled. You told me there was a prequel yeah. novel tie-in. I was this. researching. I was researching this, and I found out that there was like a prequel novel. And um, so basically, he started working in the seventies, where he became privy to some Area Fifty One um, information, 
Or it's basically he was sworn to secrecy against his will that it was like a giant government cover-up. Did so they say how long he was working there? Uh, once he graduated, I think he uh, he started in like 1972. And it was against his will, you said. So Against his will to keep the secret against his will. So he was all about the experiments, but yes. he, he once didn't Once he want... found out the information, like he was sworn to secrecy and he, he hated that, but it was like he went along with it. But it, so he works in Area 51. Yeah. And let's just say this. You know, I, I may not know off the top of my head certain things about American politics, but what I can tell you is I know for sure. I've watched National Geographic and they have all these shows, Secrets of Area 51. <laughs> Now, the president didn't even know that this place existed? Plausible yeah. deniability? The secretary of defense knew. That guy, man. Yeah. Holding uh, secrets. But, but clearly, there was a place... The, the general didn't know. I feel like, you know, this is like... A, this is like start, not to go off topic, but there are like... There's something about being president you should be have privileged information. I'm not saying you tell him this right away, but I feel like it's like a genie where the president should get three questions. Yeah, like, oh, I like that. All the secrets in the world, you get three questions. Who really shot Kennedy? I like that. You know, they, they tell you. Well, did OJ really do it? They tell you, yes or no. See. Are there aliens? Yes. Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Is he really? Is exactly. He- you should get three questions that you know the the people above the president know. And I, and I believe full-heartedly that there are people that are above the president in, in importance do that you, we don't even know about. So do you think more people would run for president if that was the choice? Like, it's yes. like, you know what? Hey, that's a pretty good perk you about the being president. Secrets. And if you get reelected three more secrets <laughs> it's like you found a new lamp yeah, yeah. you got a new genie you, you get three more secrets See, i like that yeah. i like where you're going with that yeah. this dude clearly needed the three questions because yeah. he didn't know anything with no. more and and he so they wind up in area 51 i mean i know i'm going by plot here and we said we wouldn't but it's just part of the movie area 51 full of like dead alien bodies full of the yeah. technology they had the ships ship going dr oaken is like basically the head scientist yeah love the character man just love the character and i feel like he wasn't in it enough he winds up becoming the mouthpiece for the alien. Release me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what, he's like, oh, what do you want us to do? Die. No peace. All yeah, this crap. No peace, like, yeah. Great scene. Kind of had a good jump scene. Scary as hell. Oh, this is a classic jump scene. For everyone who's seen that movie the first time in the glass. And in the second one, they do, like, obvious an obvious callback to that. And yeah. Everyone knows it's coming. Right. But I, I, that was like an all-time jump scene. Jump scare, for sure. Do you think he deserved the treatment that the president gave him? They, they treated no. him like... I don't know. It's like maybe you had a bad day at the office yeah, and you was, come home was, to your family. It was reactionary, yell at your kids type of thing where he's like, Oaken's all jacked up. He's excited. Shit's going on. Let's, the light started flashing, he said, once these aliens came in from in Area 51 the old, from the old ship. This dude's been in the basement for, yeah. you know, 30 years. He's so pale. Hasn't seen the sun in years, probably. Just jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> and... And Funyuns, he's got yeah. nothing else oh, going yeah. for him. Oh, he, dude, he's got a he. He's got like the Sam's Club pack of. Yeah, he's Funyuns. got Dorito breath. You know, <laughs> he's got it he's all. He's got the, the 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 orange stuff on his yeah. fingers. Oh yeah, yep. I love Doctor Oaken, and I feel like you know they treated him a little poorly based on the way that he got excited. And now I get it. They're they just went through hell up yeah. upstairs. Yeah, you know, he, like, he's not. A, he's he doesn't understand the scope of what's going on outside of the world. Clearly, one of the key key people to defeating the aliens because he rebuilt the spaceship that they wind up flying in. Yep. He came up with basically the technology to understand what their technology yep. was. Worked with the Goldblum to uh, to to break down the shield once he figured out the the code. Exactly. I mean, and that just kind of takes us to the. We can talk about the wrap up of the movie. I mean, clearly, it's it's one of the more like. I guess, dramatic endings to a movie. Oh, yeah. Great ending. Basically, they decide because, you know, Goldblum's dad said something about don't sit on the the floor in a drunken stupor. You're going to catch cold. Oh, be careful. You're going to catch cold. And he tells him, oh, computer virus. He comes up with this idea of a computer virus that he loads onto some type of 
disc that he can <laughs> upload into disc, the alien computer. A USB port. We don't know. I mean, you know, we talked about the Secretary of Defense. They tried to nuke him. That didn't do it. They realized we got to get the shields down. Fly into the ship, lower the mothership shields, and then the rest of them are going to fall. Yeah. What do you think about the plan? you think it's achievable? So there's a couple questions that we have for sure. And not to nitpick the movie because we love the movie, right? But I love this there's movie. There's questions that need to be asked. Like, Will Smith is flying this alien spaceship into the mothership, right? It, can you fly any old plane? Can, like, well, if you know how to fly one plane, can you then fly all planes? So you're, you're saying, like, if I get in that Cessna I was talking about, yeah. then can I get in, like, a F-18 yeah. or, like, an F-16 so or so, whatever it is? Is it fly one, fly them all? Which seemed to be the case in this movie, right? I mean, the alien symbols were probably different. Right, like, yeah. what if Up was... It was, right? Yeah. Up was back. He had to switch the paper. <laughs> well, what if what if Up was left and Down was up do you know right how much left how much that would screw your mind up <laughs> if up was right you know you know what i would have to do i'd yeah. have to like tilt myself sideways yeah. like yeah. you can't see me right now if you're listening but i'm like tilted sideways and i'd have to use the joystick that way <laughs> or whatever they call it the yoke yeah. thing whatever so or is it like so is it like switching from auto transmission to manual is it that kind of difficulty where's a little bit of a learning curve will, i will looks like will got it right away will said Sir, I've seen these uh, the see these spacecrafts in action. I'm well aware of their capabilities. I can fly this. Like just because you see it in action, I've seen people fly airplanes before. Doesn't you, mean I know how to. You could do it. Yeah. Just get in there. You know. Yeah. I mean, you, you watched him. I've seen Bryce Harper hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. Doesn't mean I know how to so do it. So you don't think you could just watch him and hit one? I bet you could. Yeah, watch. Yeah, sure. You know, you, see, you, see, is it doing? You're bro. gonna see half court shots. Right. You know, I bet you could yeah. do that. You get it. I've, I've seen, seen LeBron basketball. James dunk a basketball. I know how it's done. That's what I mean. Like you've yeah. seen the way he jumps. You, I mean, you got <laughs> all you need to do is get a pair of LeBron shoes. Yeah. Maybe exactly. you could jump a little higher with the yeah. shoes. Just put me in the equipment and I'm good to go. That's what I'm saying. Come you know, on, run a punt back, get some get some shoulder pads on and a helmet. Come on, Hiller. Come on. No, I think I think that because he's such a good pilot, he he could pick it up. He was the most capable man for the job, I guess, which is the good argument. Clearly, there wasn't anybody else outside of the Secretary of Defense that yeah. could have fl- flown that plane. Right. No, and it, I thought he was good enough. So they got to fly up. They do this stuff. Put the Secretary of Defense in that thing. That thing would go down. He would, no, he'd be like, oh, we got to nuke him. Where, Just, where's, where's the weapons on this thing? <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be immediately looking yeah. for the guns. He'd blow up the whole building. He got he, fired at that point, too, yeah. by the way. He'd, like, find the one, like, hidden missile in the, in the thing, and he'd blow the whole building Another up. Another great seed where they were trying to fly this when uh, Goldblum figures out how to turn the shields off. Yeah. He puts a soda can up, and he has one of the Baldwin <laughs> brothers try to shoot it off with this with the shield. Guy pulls out his forty five. He's like, no, 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 trust me. It'll be all right. The thing starts ricocheting in a room full of a hundred people. <laughs> I'm like, dude, look out. It's like he, like he was trying to prove a point and he knew that was going to happen. So uh, they got to go up there and they fly this thing. In the meantime, they have one of the best space battles too. Because you got the F-16s flying until they get the ship down because they got to yeah. take this thing down. And they learned that they got to shoot the big laser. That's the way they take them down. Yeah. Randy Quaid in a drunken stupor decides to fly himself <laughs> kamikaze style because nobody's got any more missiles left. Yeah. That's how you got to take this thing down. Right. He flies into it because his, his missile mechanism locked. I got so to tell you, man, a hero. Scene got me a little dusty. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. Oh, like, yeah, sure. You know, it, it doesn't was, affect me anymore, but it used to. I've seen this movie probably, I would say, at least 25 times. Yeah. At least. That's like being generous. Yeah. Got me a little dusty. I'm like, man, he just loves his family. He's not drunk anymore. They gave him a cup of coffee. Yep. You know, he drank a whole oh, that, handle of scotch. That'll sober you right up. Just like it sobered Goldblum up when he was drunk on the floor and he found out to get, get the get the, get the aliens a virus. He, t- he drank a cup he of coffee. A cup of coffee. Get a sober. little bit of, you know, yeah. take, a, take a cold shower. He was falling down drunk. 
give him one cup of coffee, and he invented a way to stop the aliens. It's you know, I feel like it was the stroke of genius. Yeah. The combination of the caffeine. It's like if he had a four loco, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a that's maybe what maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what he had off the scenes. But he comes at the, and he kamikazes into the thing. Boom! Everybody, everybody's happy. You know, they gave the president the speech that we heard in the beginning. Fire everybody up. Man, this is a great movie. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Would Randy Quaid's character have kamikazed himself into that plane had he not been drunk? No. Do you think he would have had the balls? No, I don't okay. think he would have. No, actually, I'm going to take that back. I think he would yeah. because he was so mad at the aliens. He knew was, that his yeah. kids loved him. It was payback, right? It was payback. Yeah. It was the only way that he personally could have gotten back at the aliens. Right. But they defeat them in dramatic fashion. I got to tell you, just this movie gets me jacked up to this day. Like, it's just such a good movie. You know, I would say this is up there in my favorite films. It's just such yeah. a fun movie. It's really well done from a disaster flick. It's got good aliens. It's got good actors. It has a good story. If this came out today, like the original, I don't know if it would do as well. It came out, I think, in the perfect storm of time and events. Gotta say, I love it. Yeah, and um, it's this movie. It's it's a it's another popular movie to retroactively hate. Like you can find like YouTube review sites. I'm not gonna name names. I actually caught one or two where the one the one the one crew basically said this is a great movie for like the lowest common denominator stupid people basically and that's like such a dick thing to say it is really it's bad. like you're allowed to like a movie that's not like great but it's fun as all hell and that's exactly what this movie is it's i mean i i just i don't get anyone that's hating on this now yeah. you're a, doing it because yeah. you think you're cool yeah it's like it. they try to make themselves sound cool like all like like you point out all the flaws of the movie but of course the movie has flaws but it's the movie is so like well done from like a an, an all, like a, a wow standpoint. Absolutely, that there's no like you might as well just leave it alone. Like it, you just look like a dick when you when you knock this movie. It's because I don't know if it's like a hipster thing to just hate yeah. it now. I don't know if alien movies aren't your thing or disaster movies aren't your thing, and that's why you don't like it. That's fine. That's totally fine. But to pick it apart from a t- like a technical and, and writer standpoint, like that's a, for this type of movie, that's like moot. It's like it's like there's no reason to do that. Maybe it was a good movie. For 96. For 96. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's like, come on now. But basically, a big you to, if you don't like this movie. And we're going to end it. We're going to end it on that. So now, if you haven't seen Independence Day Resurgence, we like I said, we saw at the top of the show, we saw it today. Turn this off right now and come back to it. We're going to give you like another five seconds before we start talking about spoilers here. Spoiler, 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 spoilers. Okay. Hiller's dead. <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way, yeah. what is this movie about? I mean, did they need to make a sequel? We can answer that question in a minute, but just give me a rundown. Like what, 20 right. years later, what is this movie all about? All right, quick synopsis. Uh, Independence Day, colon, resurgence. First of all, colon, good work. Is that a good colon or a bad colon? Yeah, they could have done They better. are resurging. Yeah. Actually, not, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. 32% uh, Metacritic, 5.8 um, IMDb, and that's still early. As of Sunday on I'll, the weekend. Yeah, right? I'll tell you, I, I kind of understand the, the rankings. Uh, synopsis, as the 4th of July nears, satellite engineer David Levinson, Jeff Goldblum, investigates a 3,000-mile wide mothership. 3,000 miles wide. I don't know how big the other one was, but this is a, a lot bigger. That's like the size of like almost the whole U.S., right? It's pretty huge. All right. Uh, that's approaching Earth. Fortunately, 20, 20 years earlier, nations across the world started to use recovered extraterrestrial technology to develop an immense defense program. When the alien invaders attack with unprecedented force, the U.S. president 
Teams of scientists and brave fighter pilots spring into action to save the planet from a seemingly inevitable enemy. Invincible. Invincible. They are damn invincible. This pretty, time around? Pretty invincible. They're ready this time, right? I mean, they, they come at you with the full force yeah. of the 3,000-mile-wide yeah. spaceship. Yeah, they're blitzing. Let me just ask you right away. Yeah. Did this need to be made? No. Were you happy it was made? Sure. Did you enjoy watching it? Sure. Did it work? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so you so tell me uh, going back to the score 32 percent on uh, we're not talking about the that that smelly site yeah. we're talking about the the metacritic metacritic this is like which you know, makes it sound more important than it is prestigious right? i'll tell you right now in a nutshell it's has the same qualities as the first one to as where it's fun to watch the script isn't the greatest but it doesn't have the same emotion as the first one it's kind of a by the numbers sequel. It was very sequely. Yeah. Very sequely. And to have a sequely movie 20 years after the fact makes it very unnecessary. Having said that, it was still fun. It was still very fun. I'm glad I saw Let it. Let me ask you this question Did you fall asleep? Once or twice in the beginning. You did? Yeah. Especially you during, fell during the initial alien attack. <laughs> I, was, I was dozing off. You fell asleep? We were at oh, the, the, the recliner chairs. Yeah. The, Can we talk about the, the theater that we went to for a second? So we went to this awesome theater. It's a, it's a local theater, and basically they retrofitted this theater. They took out like half the seats. Yeah. First off, we, we tried to go in the morning, and we totally underestimated the crowd. Sold out. Great seats. They had recliners, like literal electric recliners with big-ass leather seats. They're begging for you to fall asleep in this damn movie. I can't blame you. <laughs> I'm not going to blame you for falling asleep because it was yeah. pretty darn comfortable. It's the same theater I saw The Revenant in. Oh, okay. So, no, so that if you saw like a slower movie yeah. without blowing you know, up You know stuff, how I fell asleep during The Revenant. I could so, probably yeah. see you falling asleep. You get it. But there's other movies that it basically took, I want to say, 20 years in between. Like, are there other ones that are out there? So we looked up a well, list. Well, I'll tell you what I wish was 20 years. We, we, we did this exercise. Forrest Gump is the one, right? Yeah, and I want to see Haley Joel Osment. See, see, Independence Day, like, I never thought that it would be possible to make a uh, sequel. Like, why? We defeated the aliens. It's over. Dr. Oakwood's dead. Let's get on with our lives, right? So it's the same. It's, it's almost as ridiculous to me as if they made a Forrest Gump sequel. You know who's, who's just ripe for this part? Her. We called our friends at Netflix, you know, last week <laughs> You're right. we said, you know, they need to make a movie that's 20 years later, something that is, you know, really the public loved. It's, it's a very like, you know, well-received, critically acclaimed movie. Yep. Call up Haley Joel Osment. You he know he'll some, do it. He had some practice. Who we have to talk into it is Tom Hanks. <laughs> But you know Haley Joel Osment will do it. Tom Hanks is too busy doing Angels and Demons. Tell all him these. Spielberg's in. Lie to him. Tell him Spielberg's it's, in. You know, it's, uh, you know, Steve Spielberg. Yeah. Not Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Steve Spielberg. His brother, Stan Spielberg. Stan Spielberg has or, agreed to direct. Or the Simpsons joke, Cedior Spielberg better go. What was, what was, uh, do you remember what Forrest Gump's, is Forrest Gump Jr., right? That's what it was. Yeah, he's young Forrest. You know, give me a grown-up Haley Joel Osment. Maybe he went on some adventures with his dad. Tiny face, big head. <laughs> you know, he went on his adventures. There's, Maybe it's yeah. his, like, memoir. There's, like, a sequel book, right? There's a sequel. I don't know. I didn't know about there it. There is a book. I would give Netflix personal money. Start a Kickstarter, somebody. I'll, I, I'll contribute to the Kickstarter. 
What are some other anyway, movies? We, I look, we have real ones. I looked up like Indiana Jones. It was like 20 years in between. Yeah, th- this is very, very much similar to this. Like, did not. Did you need Indiana. another idea? I'm not the biggest Indiana Jones fan of the world. See, here's where I think this one benefits. The technology of movies has been better and the yeah. special effects and just the general kind of filmmaking has improved. I thought the the way that this was shot was very good. And I like the way they showed the alien technology. So that's yeah. what it had up on a- Indiana Jones. And sure. like I said, Goldblum aged gracefully. Harrison Ford looks old as hell. Oh, yeah. So him as Indiana Jones just looked kind of like, it was like sad. You so know? how would you compare it to like, another one I thought of was Tron. Tron, again, the technology has improved so much. I mean, there's such a while, like 80, like what was it, 82? Tron was old as hell. So it's like, that, that, that just predates like everything. But the visuals in the Neutron and the story kind of worked to me. And yeah. I know it was a lot longer. Yeah. But the way that it was shot looked awesome. And it was yeah. a really good right. visual yeah. movie. I'm not saying it's possible Tron 2 is better than Tron 1. It's just it's just funny how you make a sequel that much that much further down the line. It's like the odds of it being good are so astronomical. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber is another one. I saw Dumb and Dumber this past year. Dumb and Dumber 2. That's 20 years, 20 years after. Completely unnecessary. I know, I know comedy sequels are hard, but it just it just Put a damper on it. I just give me give me the one from ninety four. Good enough. I, I pulled a couple of reviews here, and I just want to tell you what the critics are saying about this. And you tell me if you agree or not. I'm just going to read a couple of these. I don't okay. to read them all. The first one I thought was actually pretty pretty damn critical. It's this guy David Sims from the Atlantic. He said Independence Day Resurgence is a non movie, an insult to the blockbuster genre, and should only stand as a perfect example of Hollywood's more glaring deficiencies as an industry. That's too harsh. That's a little harsh. That's a little too harsh. It's not a non movie. It actually it is a movie. The plot's very dumb. And we'll get into why a little bit later, but it doesn't. it's still a good time. You don't have to be a joyless person out there. There's another one from the New York Times. This lackluster, the lackluster, at times abysmal writing, wouldn't matter much if Resurgence featured a charismatic star who could lift a movie as effortlessly as Will Smith did in the first feature. That's kind of true. I kind of agree with that. See, that character is supposed to be Liam Hemsworth in this one. Liam Hemsworth isn't that great of an actor. Right. Or at least not as good as Will Smith by far. And I feel like it was lacking that, like... The comedy was there with uh, Oaken and um, and Goldblum's dad, but everything else was kind of uh, like you know who did a good job actually in all seriousness at, at acting was 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 Pullman. Yeah, he was great. Pullman as Old Man Whitmore was did a great job, but he was supposed to be a bit character in this movie, right? Yeah, he, he doesn't have a starring role. I mean, there's the, the first topic I think that we put as we kind of go through some of these random topics is I thought that he connected the dots pretty well in the movie. Yeah. Come, you know, 20 years later, you're talking 20 years later, I thought they connected the dots well. Like, I, the way that they incorporated some of the older characters. Yeah. The way that they got them to agree. I mean, they, they off the bat, basically, you know Hiller's dead. They say that he died in, like, a, a test flight a test or something. test flight of an alien spacecraft. His pictures in the White House. Yeah. You know, who I didn't think fit was the guy who played his son, a Dylan. Yeah. I just, it felt kind of forced, like, oh, we need to have a presence of Will Smith in it. I, I just, not, it wasn't the actor. I think it was kind of the character. It's like, are we supposed to believe that this guy is as good as he is? Or is he only kind of built up because he's like the hero because his dad was the hero? Well, if they, if he's they like would have developed, developed him as like struggling in his role, you know, and maybe he's trying to live up expectations, that could have been a, a characteristic of him. But he comes off very bland in this movie. I just felt it, like. You're right. It's forced. It's a forced connection to Will Smith. And, and if there's any complaint, I would say that there was probably too many characters like it just kind of was all over the place. Yeah. Whereas in the first one I mentioned, they they had you had the Goldblum thread and then you had the Hiller thread, and they kind of converged in the end. Yeah. There was a lot going on here. 
I thought they did a pretty good job of yeah. juggling it, but it was but, tough to follow yeah, at times. I liked I liked all the callbacks to the original, but it is scatterbrained. And you talk about um, you talk about Hiller's son or his stepson or whatever, right? And also in this movie is Whitmore's daughter, who was in the is, is in the first movie as well, who is now grown and now is um uh, is, is now a uh, part of the presidential office. She's fiance to Hemsworth. Yeah. So that was odd to me because the obvious connection there is because they met each other, uh, Will Smith's stepson and Whitmore's daughter. They met each other when they were when they were rescued, right? So and they and they, and they have like a brother sister relationship, right? In this movie, I thought they could have been the the love story, and Hemsworth could have just been a wild card on the side. They wanted like that- to they wanted to introduce the the wild card, but they also wanted to introduce Hemsworth and him as this. They had conflict, but I didn't care that he was fiance to Whitmore's daughter. Like, I didn't care about it, that. But that wasn't the conflict. The conflict was that he almost killed him. That was kind of unnecessary too, right? Like, just the fact that, oh, yeah. he almost killed me during a test flight, yeah. or first flight. Right. I don't know. I mean, I thought... Um, yeah, I don't I don't care about that. The other thing that I really liked was I really loved Dr. Oaken. Oh, yeah. I liked him in the first one, and he was kind of a big character. In this one, he had a much bigger role. They he jacked him up to 11 on this one, Comedy sure. relief. Yeah. You know, you had, like, you didn't have certain people. So you didn't have Will Smith. So you got to jack it up a little bit. Yeah. And Oaken carried the movie. I thought he was like really funny and he was just really good. Brent Spiner did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. That character, uh, there's obviously more to be done with that character. And they tease that they tease a sequel, which probably will exist if this does well. And I, I imagine him having just as big a role in the future. I mean, the end, clearly they, they set it up for a sequel yeah. when they said, oh, you know, we got to, we got to go take the fight to them. Yeah. You know, what did you... Did you love anything? Did you hate anything specifically about it? I know we're kind of scatterbrained on this, but I yeah, didn't necessarily... Just like the movie itself, right? It's hard yeah. to talk about this movie, honestly, especially having just seen it, because it's hard to digest. There's a lot going on, and it's kind, and it's not the best written movie. So the sphere thing, which is the glaring thing, was so cheesy. The whole race, the, the, the VR race, where we're going to teach you how to build machines to stop these bad aliens. Yeah. And it's like, and it's personified in this literal... 10 foot tall and wide circumference sphere that speaks in a woman's voice and it's just very cheesy and very like grown worthy what's right? the uh, machine from a portal was it glados gladys yeah. <laughs> gladys <laughs> it's a, it kind of it was kind of like that it was weird i i i didn't mind that i thought it was kind of cool i hated it yeah i know you didn't like it but yeah. i thought it was kind of cool because it was the alien shows up right so the sphere shows up it's in a bigger sphere and um basically you find out Again, trigger happy people. Yeah. There's an alien. We got to get a first attack. You know, it was the guy who kind of looked like the other secretary of defense. We yeah. better shoot it down right now. Throw right. it a nuke, shoot a nuke at it. I, I kind of liked the fact that they introduced a new alien and it was kind of neat because see, I'm a fan of, and people hate Prometheus, right? I actually enjoyed yeah, it. I liked it too. I liked the world building of it. I'm interested to see what the planet looks like if they, wherever they go to the engineers or whatever it is. I'm actually interested to see whatever planet they go to next, uh-huh. if they make another one of this. I thought it was kind of cool, the aspect that they had this technology. This thing was the only thing left to kill the aliens. There's tons of other aliens, like, burrowing into other planets to steal the core. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I know it didn't do it for you, but I, I, I thought it was cool. I liked the uh, the small thing they did with the the, the sea crew that was supposed to, quote-unquote, monitor the drilling. Oh, the, the guys that wanted $100 million? Yeah, and they were like, deal. I wish they would have spent more time with them or at least like had a like a scene where they actually had to like do something and it was dangerous. Like they were never in danger. Like and they maybe were, they had to sail the ship in, the, in yeah, the hole. Yeah, they were they were right next to that damn thing. And they're like, no, like I would have liked to see a scene with them. But the movie's long enough as it is. But 
I don't know. The sphere really like that. That mostly soured the movie for me. And the fact that at the end where it was like, oh, your species is fantastic. Like it's such like a Saturday morning cartoon end of the show type of thing to say. You know, they should have had a PSA about yeah. smoking, you know, so, but you got me worried, though. You're talking about the, the sequel, the third one, like being on a planet. And it got me thinking, like, the third one could very well be a space movie. See, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. But I'm going to, uh, you know, you brought it up. This is not a space movie, but the third one might be. And I might have to be out for that one. I don't know. See, there was a lot of space in this movie, bad way. That's not a space movie. This you, is an American so movie. So you, well, you call it an American movie because why? Because they movie. spent most of their time on Earth? Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'd like to see more of? Talk about space movie. Yeah. I'd like to see more combat on the ship. Yeah. I thought that was awesome when they went into the ship. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Oh, they have their own atmosphere. They've got their own like farming and they had these like machines like farming like crops and stuff. Yeah. There was like a couple minutes where they were like hiding from the the exoskeleton aliens and like that was a really cool setup there, but they, they, completely abandoned it within five minutes. I like the way they were like hiding. They were going under the yeah. grass. They were swimming in that lake or the water. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. And the African, uh, the African uh, military man. That dude was awesome. Who badassedly stabbed a guy, stabbed an alien in the back. And he's like, you got to get him from behind. Did you see John Oliver's twin, by the way? The guy <laughs> yeah, who looked- yeah. I thought like maybe it's him. <laughs> he literally yeah. looked like John Oliver. Yeah. And there was a good buddy thing between those two, but yeah. I would have loved to see that guy do more hand to hand combat with the aliens. Talk about making another movie. They talked about in the beginning of this when they said the aliens had a ground war in Central Africa, Africa, and that's where this guy's brother died and he wanted to pay the aliens back. The, again, we said there was a lot going on in this. I'd love to see either a spinoff or something about that ground war with that guy. The um, It was like an African warlord, basically. Yeah. That guy was awesome. He had the katanas with the two blades, like kind of like Michonne from The Walking Dead. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. He's just like walking around stabbing these things. I'd love to see a yep. movie with that guy. I guess, you know, it's 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 too it's too heavy, budget heavy to do something like that. Like, I always thought that it would be cool to see like the ground war of uh, the War of the Robots, a Terminator. Yeah. And they just won't give it to you because it's probably way too much money to get all those freaking robots, build all those cyborgs. And you know, you, uh, these, these days you could use a lot of CG though, but who knows? Yeah, I I just still seems like a lot of money, a lot of man man hours. I'd pay to watch that if they yeah. if they want to have a hundred Arnold Schwarzeneggers running around on yeah. the screen at once, I'll I'll pay to watch. Yeah, that. look, I'll I'll, I'll pay twenty dollars for the tickets that attend. If that means that they can make the movie, if, if a bunch of people agree to pay twenty. One other character and aspect that I liked was we talked about it at the top of the show, uh, William Finkner. Yeah, Mahoney, Mahoney, Mahone again. That guy comes the thing. president. The guy, the guy from Prison Break. That guy from that thing. If you <laughs> if you know who I'm talking about, let us know. Yeah. You know, he he winds up getting sworn in as the president. Yeah, I like that. I was wondering if they were going to go villain angle there, where he's like, he couldn't wait to be sworn in. Yeah. Because they like they swear him in, and he actually is a pretty good dude. Like, you said, imagine if that was a secretary of defense's, like, yeah. brother. That guy <laughs> couldn't wait. Yeah. He couldn't wait for that to happen. No, he did He did an admirable job. See, the president, uh, which was Madam President, this one, I forget I thought she was, was pretty good, too. I, I liked her. I don't think she was that popular of an actress. I couldn't remember who she I was. I thought she was. She did a pretty good job. Yeah, she did a good job, but, like, her and, and, um, and Fichtner, Fichtner, Whatever he spent, however you say it, like Billy. They, they were kind of vanilla. Like they didn't have much to do, but they both did a good job. The acting was pretty good for the most part. Goldblum kind of nailed, mailed it in a little bit. He collected he paychecks. Definitely mailed it in. He collected paychecks, but everyone else seemed pretty gung ho about it. I mean, you got Goldblum driving a school bus yeah. in the Salt Flats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah. His dad was funny. The way that his dad became basically like the foster father to yeah. all these children because he doesn't have a good relationship with his own son. I mean, overall, yeah. I actually really liked the movie. I thought it was good. I yeah. recommend that if you like the first one, you should go out and watch this. Yeah, here, yeah, that's the thing. I definitely am glad I saw it, but next 4th of July, when this is out on You're the not gonna DVD, watch this I'm still watching the old one. 
I'm probably this. This might be the last time I've seen this movie. I, I probably would watch it again. I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. I recommend that if you if you enjoyed the first one, like like Bowie said, definitely go watch it. Um, yeah. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. But it's definitely worth a watch if you're deciding should I go see it. Definitely yeah. go see it for sure. So I think that about wraps it up for us. If you guys saw it already and uh, you you want to write in, let us know what you thought of the movie. Did you like it? Did you hate it? You know, like I said, I recommend it. Bowie recommends you watch it. Let us know what you thought. The Last Row Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod, any kind of pods, last rows, whatever. Do a Google search, like I said <laughs> Alien before. Pods. Alien pods. Podrick you know, from pod Game of Thrones. Pod from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Write us in, though. Let us know what you think. And if you haven't done so and you really are enjoying the show, you're a new listener, head out to iTunes, leave us a five star review. We much appreciate you doing that. A lot of people have done so. Thank you, everybody that's that's gone out and left us a review. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Google Play Music if you're an Android user. We're out on a lot of different websites. Check us out, and we'll see you guys next week. So, how do, do will the aliens reproduce? Do they use the suits? <laughs> it's like, think about cone heads, where they have a thing <laughs> that they put on their head. Is there some type of device or a circle that they put on their like, suit? Maybe, maybe that's why they do the humans. Maybe they need some type of carrier. Yeah. Maybe Randy Quaid is like a surrogate father. Like a lot of the they just couldn't handle it. Maybe what if they all? What if you could trace their DNA lineage back to Randy? Back Quaid? to Randy Quaid. <laughs> he's, he's a rogue alien. He's not really. He's the.